dear viewers and listeners, welcome to the latest episode of Extra Extra. It's all about whiskey. Uh, I remain Jason Neil Patrick Harris Johnson Yellen. He, 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 he is Joshua Morrissey Hatton. Hello, Joshua. Hello, Jason. How are you? I am well on this sunny morning in Virginia. You? I'm good. I was I was trying to think of uh, a Morrissey quote to come back at you. I couldn't think of any immediately. Sorry, let me let me look at myself there. And uh, so instead, I just asked you how you're doing. So sorry. I'm sorry. Ho- hopefully, I do a better job of being on the ball today with witty commentary and comebacks. Oof, that's that's a high bar. <laughs> Good luck. Yay! So. In Extra Extra, uh, we bring a news article to the attention of our viewers and listeners. We convey it, we summarize it, we list some interesting quotes from it, and we riff on it, and we have a general chinwag about the whiskey industry as it appears to us. This is a story that we wanted to put in our general runaround episode, mm-hmm where we ended up covering three different news stories that had come to the fore in in recent days. And by the time we got to this one, we'd kind of run out of time and we wanted to dedicate its own episode to it. I knew that we had to circle back when I was having a conversation with Jess and Jess had said, Catoctin Creek did what now? (laughs) And then... We received an email from our, our, again, our very own Michael Nolan, a tremendous supporter in Chicago. And and Michael had said, did you all see the Catoctin Creek news? When people in our inner circle are saying, did you see that thing that Mm -hmm. we saw? Mm -hmm. We really need to be, uh, to bringing it to the attention of extra, extra. So season four, episode 21, Catoctin Creek reacquires stake from Constellation. So this started life as a press release from Catoctin Creek, gathered a little bit of steam. Um, I think Craft, was it Craft Spirits had, had a little piece on this? Uh, yes. they were They were reproducing that press release. Yeah. And then there was a, a little bit from the Spirits business. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10th of October, 2023, Nicola Carruthers, who feels like she's part of the team around here. She really does. Uh, you know, we quote Nicola plenty, mm-hmm. and we've never, never met her. No. No. Have you ever met her? No, I've not met her, but I, I hope that she feels as much part of the team as we feel she is <laughs> part of the team. I hope she feels that we give her full credit for the articles that she writes that we quote. I hope she feels like <laughs> she is seen and heard and fully represented. That is important to me. We salute you, Miss Carruthers. We salute you, Miss Carruthers. <laughs> that was a nice moment. I like that. Um, so, so yeah, what's going on here? So, in, in January of 2017, Constellation, who first appeared on my radar when they purchased High West for 160 mm. million dollars. Oh, it was 160. Uh, for some reason, I had 60 in my head, but 160 oh, makes oh, yeah. much more sense. Because I remember nowadays, 160 doesn't seem like a lot, 
even though it totally <laughs> is. But back then it seemed like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of money. And it is still, oh my gosh, it's a lot of money. But Do you remember the year of that acquisition? We always talk about time clearly doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> but I turned 40 yep. in the summer of 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, a group of us mm-hmm. uh, went to Park City celebrated with David Perkins and mm-hmm. uh, High West, had a mm-hmm. darned good time. Was it maybe a couple of years after that then? I'm um, near positive it was 2016. Like I, I think that's I would, a good guess. Yeah, I would hang my hat on that if I had a hat that fit on my head. The fact that we do call you big-headed around here, so I can see why you're saying this. Um, <laughs> you should see my brother, Todd, in all of his monsters. I love the fact your name is Hatton and you can't get a hat on. Can't get a hat on. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> we're opening a can of worms there. In January of 2017, this Catoctin Creek deal went through, mm-hmm. and I know the Catoctin Creek happened after the High West. Correct, correct, yep. So, so 2017, I'm not sure if you'd asked me when did the Catoctin Creek deal go through that I would have said 2017. That, that seems a little bit earlier than my recollection. Yeah, again, an, another date that I would have hung my hat on and, and obviously would have been wrong this time around. What I would have thrown 2018 onto it, not 2017. I get Again, right, pre-pandemic, but yeah. when, and that gives us a two-year window, and, and we would have been wrong. So mm. prices were never released on the acquisition of the minority stake. Mm. With the buyback, numbers have not been revealed on that either. Yeah. To, to our minds uh, and to some industry friends that I've spoken with, this is one of those very rare occasions where a buyback has happened. Mm. Can you think of, of any examples? Well, I was I was trying to think earlier, uh, not just for Constellation, but for Diageo as well, because Diageo's purchased a number of brands exactly. or distilleries. Is that Distill Ventures? Yeah, Distill Ventures. So originally I was thinking, oh, maybe Westward bought a stake back, but there wasn't that. There was this there was this sort of separation of aviation gin from Westward, yeah. which was separate from that. So Diageo still The had... Ryan Reynolds brand that shows up in his movies. <laughs> it totally does. It's great. Because um, I think he does it tastefully. Anyway, maybe I'm just a, <laughs> uh, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, Ryan, a Ryan Reynolds, like total groupie. Um <laughs> So, so before you before yeah. you go down that distill ventures yeah, path, yeah. in in the Nicola Carruthers piece, um, she gives us a little rundown on Constellation Brands and so, mm. and it's got a um, a CBV Constellation Brands Ventures arm. Yeah. Uh, they acquired ready to drink producer Austin Cocktails and Kentucky based brand maker Copper and Kings. So those are those are full of acquisitions the same way Diageo made a full of acquisition of Balcones. Oh, okay. Okay. Over the past five years, the company, CBV, has also invested in a number of US producers, including Dos Hombres Mezcal, mm-hmm. uh, celebrity, Press Premium Alcohol Seltzer, Durham Distillery, Montagna 
Distillers, Mezcal y Silencio, Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery, and Ooh. Black Button Distilling. Did we know about Black Button Distilling? I feel like it's one of those things we might have known at one time. Yeah. Um, I, the, 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 the part that jumps in my mind when I see their name listed there is Jason, oh gosh, now I've put myself on the spot. Oh, Jason. Bar- Bartels? Yeah. Bartel? Bar- Bartel. Bartel. Bartels and James. Jason Bartels and James. <laughs> I oh, no you're not even, oh, you're not American. You don't know about the uh, the birth of wine coolers. Bartles and James, we thank you for your support. Anyway, I think it's Jason uh, Bar- Bartel. Bartles. It's one of those. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> It's too early. I haven't had my coffee. I only have water to to help you respond this morning. The reason I bring up Jason, who yeah. owns Black Button, yeah. is he used to be the accountant for Catoctin Creek. Oh. And so yeah. as, as much as you and I say, huh, did we know about that? And hmm, maybe we knew about that once. There's a sense of he would have been the right man in the right place. However, with that said, yeah. Yeah. Black Button's 10 years in at this point. You know, yeah. Scott and Becky are 2009, right? They're 14 years in at this mm-hmm. point. So definitely some crossover there. My guess is, you know, they were they were speaking. Uh, my guess is you can also see this sometimes when they make a partner, when, when these bigger groups make a partner, mm. they say, who would you recommend? You know, who do you see as up and coming the same way oh, you're up sure. and coming? Yeah, for sure. You know, the, the thought of Catoctin Creek making a recommendation of Black Button doesn't seem particularly uh, surprising to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nelson's Greenbrier, uh, which is, you know, in Tennessee, near near and dear uh, for me. I've I've purchased bottles from them. I've shared bottles with you that yeah, I've got, got from them. I've got a bottle right on my shelf over here. Yeah. Right. They've, they've had a good relationship with Bill Thomas at Jack Rose Dining Saloon, mm-hmm. where Cass Picks have gone in there as well. Um, and so to see Constellation there, which brings me, Joshua Hatton, to the meat of the matter, mm. which is clearly Catoctin Creek, Scott and Becky, say the right things in the press release and in the Spirits Business Quote. Clearly, Constellation Brand Ventures say the right thing in the press release. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would why would a company? Oh, excuse me. That that was my coffee. I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Caught me unawares. Constellation Brand Ventures is listening in. Um, <laughs> but it, right, you can see in in January of twenty seventeen, mm-hmm. you have this idea that. Let me give you a story. I, I was saying this to somebody last week while I was on my travels in Idaho, and I think this is such an important story. We've seen this in craft brewing. Mm-hmm. And when AB Imbev came knocking on the door of Devil's Backbone, <laughs> Devil's Backbone, who are just over the mountain from me in Afton, Virginia. Okay. They had already become a very well-known, very well-represented, very well-distributed Virginia craft brewer. And when AB InBev's name got associated with them, Mm -hmm. a number of craft drinkers said, it's been a good run. I'm going to go off and discover the next craft brewer. Um, I, I was actually having this conversation with a friend over Stone. Somebody just bought Stone. And it it was huge 
Yes, I forget who that was. Oh, but man. It's, it's a huge player, right? It's a it, huge player. A, a huge player. And it's, I, I, I don't want to put a speed bump in front of what you're saying. I just want to reinforce your comment about Devil's Backbone. Um, I remember when Goose Island was purchased by mm-hmm. AB yep, and yep, Bev. Yep. And this, it was the same remark yep. of, well, their beers were good while they had them. Now it's under Diageo. This is this is going to be right. a terrible thing. And people moved on. And and the 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 craze for the annual um, Bourbon County Stout releases yep. started to wane because <laughs> of large corporation yep. ownership, which is. Yeah, I, I can get them in my local. I can get them in my local co-op really easily. Yeah, they remain excellent. <laughs> anyway, continue. Really easy. So, so I, I could be wrong. Full disclosure: yeah. I could be wrong. I wonder if it's Constellation that bought Stone, and that's why I was having this this conversation with my friend, and I was mentioning High West in that conversation as well. Anyway, A little Constellation speculation. Oh, lovely! Well done. Thank you. Round of applause. Golf clap. So the owner of Devil's Backbone came out and said, look, we have been growing this distillery since the day we opened. Mm. And we have gone back to the bank several times. Brewery. Did I say distillery? You said distillery. That's okay. I'm I'm in a place. I'm in a place. And, (laughs) And we have gone back to the bank and we've had loan after loan Mm. after loan. And we have reached a point where the bank with whom we have been working cannot loan us enough money for our next stage of growth. Wow. Okay. And we are now drawing from the bank of AB Imbev. Yeah. And I and I thought that was a remarkable quote that was really saying, look, as a beer lover for you and I in whiskey circles, mm-hmm. When you hear the involvement of the big player, you say, well, that's the end of that. It was the first time I'd heard the internal argument of, no, if you've supported us to this point, please keep supporting us because it's the same people doing the same work, building the same product that you all love. So I thought that was a really key quote, which now brings me back to when... Constellation acquire, acquire a minority stake mm-hmm. in Catoctin Creek, you can see needs being met, mm-hmm. right? They could hire more people. They could maybe get out from under the loan that they had mm-hmm. that was the refit of their really awesome downtown space. Oh, right. That right? yeah. is beautiful, has a beautiful tasting room. You know, they, they brought in a bigger still. So so you can see all these things that they've been doing, you know, privately with, with loans from banks, I assume. And now here comes Constellation. Here comes the big player to say, yeah. Not only can we invest some money in this, we can also increase that distribution. We can help you mm-hmm. sell more bottles. Mm-hmm. So you can see why a relationship starts. What are some reasons that a relationship might reach an end? Hmm. Oh, man. Where do we begin? Um, <laughs> well, oh, man. Yeah, I guess I guess my, my initial thought is yeah, I, I'm, that's a really good question. I, I 
I, I feel like the answers are too broad ranging. I could start, but I feel like I'd go a bit negative here. <laughs> Which, <laughs> like, okay, let, let, let me let me say my first thing, right? Like, my initial thought was, okay, what if that parent company decides to start pointing that distillery slash brand? that they acquired into a direction that those who still work and operate that distillery slash brand don't mm-hmm. want to go in. However, mm-hmm. the reason why I didn't say that initially was you would think that within the the wording of the contract that, that parameters were drawn. Mm-hmm. Sure, and sure. So yeah, so so that that would be my my initial gut reaction that parameters were were drawn, and the parent company tried to move outside of those parameters, which I don't know if I mean there's no description as to what the reason is here, and nope, I'm not even going not. to try to speculate. Nope. Uh, but there's my answer. Another <laughs> well, another example that we see is when a, perhaps a smaller producer joins a larger distributor and they have dreams of being on every store shelf in every retail store in the nation Mm -hmm. and promises get made and deals get struck. And, and what's a thing that we, we say to some smaller producers, what we hear from some smaller producers is be careful, be careful what you Mm -hmm. wish for, Mm -hmm. because it, doesn't often come to fruition. And the reason that I say this, and again, we're, we're speculating, we're trying to be respectful with our speculation. We're you know very good friends with Scott and Becky. We talk whiskey with them. We talk cast with them. We talk single cast nation selections with them. We do not talk their private business with them. <laughs> so we are, we are speculating a little out of school here. But as I look over this list from the spirits business, that's a lot of brands, an awful lot of brands. And Constellation have to find space for all of them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They have to be responsible for all of them. That's a big ask. Hopefully, they've got a big team. Hopefully, mm-hmm. they've got a large bank account. <laughs> but it, it it makes me wonder, you know, if if you're small and you're proud of your independence and you're proud of the path you have charted perhaps you get to a point where you say look well let's go to let's go to scott harris right there's a quote from scott in the the press release and in the spirits business we greatly appreciate the support and resources that cbv constellation brands ventures uh, provided us during this time together and i am very excited about what the future holds there you go. Scott Harris, co-founder with Becky of Catoctin Creek in 2009, right? We greatly appreciate the support and resources, right? That to yeah. me speaks back to what our man from uh, Devil's Backbone Brewery uh, had to say about the usefulness of the large corporate yeah. partner. But maybe there comes a time when that large corporate partner serves their use and returning to being independent is the name of the game? Yeah, yeah. No, you, your your point is a is a really good one about distribution and mm-hmm. Catoctin Creek. For as much as we shout 
to the roofs about them mm-hmm. uh, as, mm-hmm. as much as they've got this this collaboration with with Guar, you know, which mm-hmm. which I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, they big picture, they remain a very tiny brand within no a large pool nationwide. But then also the pool, you know, whoever Constellation has for their distribution network, you know, like you had said, they could so easily be lost. Um, I think back really quickly, I think back to the Pandaren distillery when they first tried to come into the U.S. and they hmm. enlisted a very large, a very <laughs> large importer slash distributor mm-hmm. and, and the brand simply got lost and it wasn't because that big importer slash distributor does a bad job. It's because they're such a tiny fish within a very large ocean, very easy to miss. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see as much high West just, just to name another, you know, slightly larger profile constellation brand. Do you see as much high West floating around? Do they have the same innovation that they had under, under David Perkins? Yeah, so I, I do see High West. Their packaging has changed a bit. Mm-hmm. Their labeling mm-hmm. system has changed. They've launched some new brands. Okay. Um, they continue to do, you know, the the midwinter's night or the midsummer's night, you know, that that release. Um, okay. I've seen the midwinter. Yeah, midwinter. Was there once the midsummer? Yeah, no, okay. it, was, it was midwinter. I was just, I was just okay. trying to make sure I got the – the season correct there but but yeah you know you you, def, you definitely see them quite a lot at least at least i do uh they seem to be a bit of a fixture on store shelves so here's a broader question that okay. that i'm i've been contemplating and it certainly fits in with with how we kicked off today's uh, conversation yeah as as we're racking our brains and we're looking around and we can't really off the top of our heads think of someone else who has has bought themselves back or bought back their independence Mm -hmm. do you think we might start to see some more of this do you think this could be a domino uh, starting to fall that's an excellent question um given given what we've seen in 2023 in this sort of general slowdown of sales within the drinks mm-hmm. business with you know mm-hmm. n- not just spirits but but wine and beer mm-hmm. i think that there is a chance you know we we've talked for years about this massive boom of micro distilleries within the U.S., where we went from a yep. thousand to two thousand to three that you know three thousand, give or take, and there was this sense of okay, at some point there will be copper on the market that needs to be repurposed or needs to be sold somewhere else because you can yep. only have so many. And are we reaching that point where? where we're so saturated with these micro distilleries coupled with an overall slowdown in people's purchasing and drinking habits, you'd, you'd want to say yes, potentially. Now, I would imagine, however, for a large company like Constellation or Diageo or, or, or some of these other larger corporations who own smaller brands, there will mm-hmm. be certain ones that they'll want to hold on to, but 
they may be shedding a brand or two here or there. Well, that's what's interesting on that list, Durham Distillery. While also potentially bringing on brands. I think this is also a good time for larger corporations to be bringing on brands to to help. Interesting. Yeah. Why why do you say that? Put some leaves on those branches for me. Because regardless of what's going on with the small offshoots from the larger corporation, that larger corporation needs to find other ways to grow. They are (laughs) – they – they have stakeholders, right? They have to answer to not stakeholders, yeah. shareholders, sorry. They have to answer to shareholders and they need good news to be sharing. Sometimes profit is good news and sometimes exciting acquisition is good news. So So you're so looking to divest to to spread the opportunities for a brand to hit mm-hmm. and uh and a key rebound. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that makes sense. I was curious which path you were going down there. I also coupled with your copper will be appearing on the market, uh, as will other uh, items from distillery sell-offs. Um, you know, distillers could be going cheap right now, or distilleries could start going cheap as well. Yeah. Uh, especially yeah. with that rapid growth that we experienced mm-hmm. here. Uh, the, the comment I was, I was starting to make there, though, is Durham Distillery. You know, with all due respect... Mm. Never heard of them. Montagna Distillers, with all due respect, never heard of them. And and I, and I will I'll show my own shortcoming here. When MGP, who have changed their name, I just read that over the weekend. Did you see that? So yes, I I heard about that. I heard about this a while ago. What was the new name again? I, 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 they will always be LDI to me. Actually, they'll always be the old Seagram's plant to me. But anyway, but but here's the the point I'm making MGP. here. That's that's the new name. The new exactly. name is old MGP. <laughs> right. The, the the larger point I was making here was when the old MGP made the announcement that they'd purchased Penelope. And oh. and I was like, I only remember Penelope Pit Stop from Wacky Races. That's that's the only Penelope um I remember. And so Penelope was not on my radar at all. Mm-hmm. They made the acquisition, if my understanding is correct, Penelope was entirely MGP sourced liquid, mm. a la Dave Schmier, sourcing is not a crime. It is not. And so MGP brought a brand established by somebody else on the back of their liquid in house. Like, so talk smart. about making perfect sense. It, it's <laughs> like, so smart. You, you gain a brand <laughs> that has recognition and street cred, and the people who buy it, know that it's MGP liquid. You could purchase that brand. You could sell the liquid for the same price in the bottle and just increase your profits by 30%. That is such a smart business decision. (laughs) But but, but to to, to my my larger point, right, is I didn't know Penelope, right? But it was certainly on MGP's radar because they looked at the receipts, right? They saw where all the product was going. And they knew that they were clearly selling more year over year. Mm-hmm. And so just because I haven't heard of Durham Distillery or Montagna doesn't, doesn't mean anything in this world. And, and very much to your point, just because you and I know to talk to Creek and tell everybody about it yeah. doesn't mean that it's known more widely either. So there, you, know, you can see the usefulness 
of a relationship like this that mm. moves in multiple directions gets you on a list where now Durham Distillery has been mentioned, you know, in an em- episode of Extra Extra. Like, hold on to your hats, Durham. Nothing will be the same after today. So, yeah, yeah, you, they could shut their doors right now. They've made all the money they need. Here they are, <laughs> Extra Extra. It's all about Durham Distilling. <laughs> so, so since since you did a good job earlier of not getting negative, yeah. let me let me bring maybe one more item, and and then if there's other aspects that we haven't okay. covered, You're you know exactly what I'm about now. to say okay. to you. Okay, right? Do I? So in the spirits okay. in the spirits business, it closes mm-hmm. by saying earlier this month, Constellation Brands saw sales grow by seven percent in the second quarter of fiscal 2024, not calendar 2024. So fiscal 24. Okay. So the, if I'm if I'm correct, fiscal 24 started July 1 of this year. Oh God, now, now, I've, now I've stepped too far. Yeah, now we've gone yeah, too far. These are accountants playing with years. And- <laughs> so, so in very recent numbers, uh, Constellation <laughs> Brands saw sales grow by 7%. However, spirits plummeted by double digits, and those numbers are not shared in the spirits business mm. article. Um, what, what do we think of this? Constellation Brands sees sales grow by 7%, but spirits dropping double digits. Well, I think it's important to, to think about and it's, I was about to, to search this up, but I couldn't spell constellation fast <laughs> enough. So maybe while I'm talking, you can. Um, when we were, before we started this, I was looking at Distill Ventures, right? Which is Diageo's, mm-hmm. um, you know, their business venture arm, just like Constellation has a business venture arm. And they own non-spirits companies, right? They own Absolutely. C-Blip, right? So... Mm-hmm. I again I, I I don't know all of the brands that Constellation owns but do they have non-alcoholic brands do they have breweries right that's not spirits right do they have right. wineries that's not spirits right right yeah from from that short list on the spirits business it's a ready to drink producer right where RTD you know cocktails have been doing very well there's some rumor there that uh, ready-to-drink cocktails might have already crested, and then um, and then brandy maker Copper and Kings. You know, I I don't know if uh, Constellation are filling their shortfalls with brandy. I, I find that hard to believe. But, <laughs> no but, one's filling you know, every little hills with right? brandy. Um, <laughs> every little hill. So just really quickly, uh, I did go to the Constellation Brands website. and We were, they, we were all watching, except for our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> except for the listeners, like you said. Uh, so they, they've got beer and wine and spirits. And you go to wine and there's brands like Rufino Wine, which anybody who goes into a liquor store, Rufino is like a Prosecco. I buy hide at that mm. Prosecco oh, okay. and they make little Prosecco cocktails. So. Okay. Um, so there you go. They're they're up seven percent overall, but their spirits have dropped double digits. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which which is a it's a small aspect we've been returning to a, a little bit as this year has gone along. You know where do spirits remain strong? Hmm. Um, 
where does the growth remain for spirits? What stories need to be told? And again, as I always say on, on One Nation Under Whiskey and in Extra Extra, not marketing stories, but but real stories. What stories of people need to be told? Uh, what stories of environment need to be told? Mm-hmm. What stories of collaboration need to be told? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, to keep spirits strong in a meaningful way. And, you know, to bring it back to, to Scott and Becky, I know that them having the ability to ship direct to consumer, even within the state of Virginia, and now they have signed agreements and partnerships that gets them direct to consumer in other states as well, you know, that helps them with a direct line between the consumer and the producer. And so, you know, perhaps there's an opportunity there if they've purchased back their share from from Constellation, they have that opportunity to explore lines of distribution um, that are separate. And this isn't to say that that they're no longer distributing through Constellation. This just means Constellation is no longer uh, a minority stakeholder in Catoctin Creek. That's all yeah, this announcement means. Th- that's, that's good. I'm so glad you brought that up because, again, we didn't come into this with the idea that we were going to speculate as to why Catoctin decided to buy their shares back. We're, you know, we're, we were simply listing out reasons of potentials. No, we didn't even list out that, that would be the speculation. We, you had asked in general, what would reasons be? Yeah, there you go. In general. All right, all right. And anything, anything not covered? I've, I've, I kind of had my own set of questions that I, I wanted us to cover an extra, extra. But anything left hanging from today? Sort of. We we didn't mention it, but you and I, a couple of weeks ago, um, we were talking about Catoctin Creek because we've got we've got some casks um, that we're going to be working with shortly. But I remember you Indeed. saying saying something like, uh, Scott and Becky are going to be announcing this new this new ride. So glad, so glad you bring this up. And yeah, like, that's and how I wanted to get out of here me as at well. The time. You wouldn't tell me at the time. And, and, and now I've seen it, but let's let's talk about it because I think it sounds really freaking interesting. Yeah, you're always one of the first people I think of when I see things like this because I'm a, I'm a grumpy traditionalist. And I'll, I'm always like, no, I, I like my rye the way I like my rye and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you and I go and put things into, you know, eggs go home and PX cast. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. I, I, I'm only a grumpy traditionalist on the bottles that sit on top of my fridge in my kitchen. Um, and so hot honey rye was announced. Hmm. And so they're actually making the spiced honey themselves and then they're blending that with their own house rye. So it's it's a full internal product. You know, they have been crushing the chilies that mm-hmm. go in the honey. They have been testing the honey. I got to dip a finger, let's say for health and safety purposes. It was a sterilized stainless steel uh, teaspoon that was then used once and then washed in a very hot uh, dishwasher. Let's just be clear about all of this. <laughs> So I got to taste the hot honey. You would just use the hot honey by itself, right? You would stick that oh, yeah. uh, in, you know, yeah. oh, mugs of green tea or white tea when you've got a cold coming on. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, you, Gosh, you, you could put it on your pancakes quite easily. So 
On top of that, it has the hot honey rye. To bring this back to where I started, I think of you because what a kick-ass cocktail ingredient. Oh, my right? gosh. What an absolutely wonderful use there to, to ramp up the heat a little bit yep. in a you know a rye old-fashioned or, or my black Manhattan with some uh, hot honey rye going on in it. Oh, it's yeah. in the state of Virginia. Um, it was released October 1, uh, which was a Sunday. I did promise Scott and Becky I would run out and buy a bottle immediately. In the interest of full disclosure, I have not yet done that, but I still intend to. I'm, I'm a man of my word. I'm just not very good at timekeeping. Um, I'm going to have some of that. Mm. And if it's if it doesn't become available in Connecticut, I will bring you some uh, for your birthday celebration as well. Oh, uh, I will bring that up from Virginia. So you've got a bottle of that for cocktail making, uh, experimental drinking, and hell, sticking it in white tea and green tea just for funsies. Awesome. I'm, I'm excited. And you're not wrong. I mean, am I a bit of a- That was first new product in five years. Wait, is that true? Yeah, yeah, that was that was part of the press release. That was part of their announcement of it. First new product in five years. Wow, that's yeah. Rabble Rouser's done well. You know, obviously outside of you know single cast and yeah. collaboration with Guar, but yeah, first uh, first new line item in five years. And if I'm not wrong, this is their first rye item that doesn't have an R in it. They've got Roundhouse Rye, Rabble Rouser Rye. Mm-hmm. And that's his honey rye. So they're switching letters here. Which just goes to show two is not a pattern, right? You need to get to three before you establish a pattern. I have a feeling there's a third one. Isn't there a third one? Yeah, Ragnarok rye. <laughs> <Or a laughs> you put me on the spot for <laughs> Ragnarok rye. Look at, Ooh, not a line there's item. A, I've but I will let you have pattern. it. I'll let you. <laughs> yeah, not, not a line item, but. In the Isn't interest of getting out item? of here in a tight 35, I will let you have okay. it. Oh, yeah. we got to stick to that. Okay. All right. So it's a special release with, with Ragnarok, with Gwar, right, for Ragnarok Rye. So anyway, if you want to be one of the people writing in to say, hey, did you hear about this Catoctin Creek news? Uh, you can email us at info at singlecastnation.com or questions at one nation under whiskey.com. No E in whiskey. Uh, I will say on behalf of Joshua... Jason and Nicola Carruthers of the Spirits Business. Mm -hmm. It has been a pleasure covering this story today. And we wish Scott and Becky Harris the absolute best of luck as they embark upon that independent future, that once again independent Mm -hmm. future. Mm -hmm. Good luck and Godspeed. Until next time, Joshua. Thanks to everybody, listeners. Smash! I nearly got out of here. Smash that subscribe button below and TTB to be reminded. Look at that, to be reminded of new episodes. I like it. There you go. Tickle that bell. And uh, yeah. We should all go tickle that bell. Okay. Well, I'm going to use two fingers to tickle that bell. Peace. Whoa, you got balloons. How come I don't have balloons? <laughs> oh man! If there are any listeners, the listeners who are not I really missed out on oh, that one. Man, that was fantastic, Jason. Oh, these poor listeners—they need to start All watching. Right. All right, <laughs> let's get out of here. Peace. Peace.